0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of High School Not So Much a Musical. This is the second part in our two-part series with Ms. Claude Larson who is an educator who taught science for many years and now continues to educate the youth. Be sure to stay tuned for that right after this. This is High School, Not So Much a Musical, a podcast that takes you on a ride through the peaks and valleys of a high school journey. Here are your presenters, Nitinjel Adanki and Ayush Agarwal.
1: Yeah, like, um, I, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but that was one of the reasons we started this podcast was because we were kind of bored in school. Um, but our school, like, it's a private school. Um, and it actually did a pretty good job of keeping us engaged because like, Well, last year i was in ninth grade and i took eight classes or eight like actual classes but there was eight periods in a day and one of them was lunch so what they would do to keep us engaged was that um you would only have a class four times four times in a week so four out of five days and every single like every single week um one day or every single day one class one out of your eight classes that you took you wouldn't have that day and it would be the same like that for every week so like we would all like and it would be asynchronous time where like you could do whatever you want or you could just work um on that class material but you wouldn't be in a zoom meeting so it really gave us like a, a chance to breathe and we could rest from like staring at a screen for like most of the day um um but yeah our our school actually did a really good job of um like keeping us engaged. But like, as I was saying, that was one of the reasons we started the podcast. Like we start at first, we started listening to a lot of podcasts during COVID because we were bored. And then like, um, then we got the idea to start our own podcast. And it's really been filling up time. So it was great.
2: You know, what, I love that because you are clearly on a path to lifelong learning. If 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 you're already listening to podcasts, I love podcasts and Um, I find that people who listen to podcasts have a greater tendency to be lifelong learners. I want to learn about other people. I have interests that I want to delve into more deeply. So there you guys were, and then you, I'm, I am assuming you were friends before you started the podcast. You didn't find each other afterward, but you're all listening to podcasts. Whose idea out of the three of you, whose idea was like, Hey, we could do this. Because one of you said it had
0: to be. Yeah, Nitin kind of, uh, Nitin was the first one who started listening to like Freakonomics and podcasts like those. I and love that, that one. He kind of yeah, shared with exciting. us.
3: And yeah, I can I can share about that. Like, honestly, Ayush knows Shinoza- Ayush knows this, the economics that we learn in school, like Ayush and I both took AP economics in ninth grade, is like really theoretical. So it's all about the like the best case scenario. But then listening to free economics over the like over like the time where we were in online school, we were able to really understand like where that economics was being applied in the real world. And like the episode that I talk about to like almost everybody is like the economics of lawns. And like the average American spends almost like ten thousand dollars just caring for this piece of grass in their backyard or in their front lawn, I don't know why it's like such like a it's almost like a status symbol is what Stephen Dubner says because people like will either dye their lawns to make it look really green or they will buy special lawnmowers to make patterns and stuff like that. So it's like it's such like a stupid topic. It's just a lawn, but he talked about it for an hour and a half, which is what we're trying to do with our podcast. So just taking one topic but going really in depth into it.
2: Right. And you know, what's funny about that is you think about that, if, some, if, um, if somebody pointed out to that person, hey, by the way, we're going to keep track of how much money you spent on your lawn this year. And they started to see how much it was costing them. They're either going to say, yes, I want my house to look better than everybody else's. And that's worth the investment for me. Or, wow, maybe I should dial this back and broaden my horizon. But by listening to the podcast, it, you're right. You, you, get, um, you get such a sense. There's, I mean, there's a niche for everybody. You know, there's pro, there's a podcast about pick a topic, right? Oh, different kinds of tea that you could drink. Okay, there, I'm sure there's a podcast about that. I'm not saying I listen to it. I'm saying I'm sure there is one. Um, every hobby under the sun. There's probably one for everything from stamp collecting to skydiving. I don't know. but um, yeah, just the fact that you guys were curious enough. Right. And then Nitton, were you the one who said, yeah, I want to be, um, I, we could do this. Like, was that your brainchild? Could you please right? repeat that again. I said, were you the person who, who originally came up with the idea of starting your own podcast?
3: Yeah, so it was originally my idea, but like I wasn't able to execute on it. And then because I didn't really understand how you start a podcast, because how do you find guests to be on a podcast? What do you talk about? And then when the dean post our school dean posted about this podcast competition, that's when I was like Ayush and I, if we're both talking about our experiences and the reason that Ayush and I did it together was because our whole podcast that we won the New York Times podcast competition was about the experiences of different generations of immigrants so i was a second generation immigrant by definition and i usually was something called a 1.5 generation immigrant which means that he was born in a foreign country but then came to the us at a young age so that's kind of why Ayush and i started the podcast together and we realized having those two different opinions and just having two different voices contributing to a conversation is a lot more effective than just having one person talking so like um, if I was just talking to Ms. Larson right now, it would be a lot more boring conversation because it just be me asking one question at a time. But with Ayush and Rishi, because they're able to like voice their opinions as well, it's a lot more different of a conversation, which is why I feel it's a really beneficial that we have three co-hosts on the podcast.
2: Wow, that's um, that is so perceptive that is so perceptive and Ayush I'm with you I'm a 1.5 I'm a -er. (laughs) 1.5-er I was born in a different country but came here at a very young age
0: yeah it's definitely a unique experience and it kind of like I think this podcast has kind of opened my eyes to like a variety of different extracurricular activities in school itself right because otherwise at um specifically at our, our school, you kind of have just the standard extracurricular activities. You know, you have speech and debate, you have sports, you have, uh, I guess, like Model UN, mock trial, and then you a bunch of science and a, math olympians.
2: The, do you have theater and, and Yeah, yeah, we
0: do have that. some of the stuff, but um, a lot of the arts at our school are not like fully developed or focused on just because it's like such a STEM-focused school, and also we're in the heart of Silicon Valley, so obviously that shifts uh, it to the same side even more um but yeah like having this podcast for example is kind of a much more unique extracurricular activity in my opinion and one that's you know uh, a lot more engaging so if you could actually talk about you know the importance of extracurricular activities because a lot of kids at our school they're so focused on academics and just like keeping their grades up that they kind of neglect their extracurriculars they don't focus on it as much so if you could talk about the importance of it, what you learned, the creativity aspects, the leadership aspects, et cetera, I think that'd be really interesting.
2: Okay, yeah, um, I'll tell first I'll tell you, first I'll tell you a story about a colleague, and then I'm gonna tell you a story about each of my kids. So uh, when I was teaching, we had a math teacher on our team who would come in te- just tearing her hair out. And one day I said, You know you're so frustrated what is going on they do not even know how to and i'm going to say math words but i was a science teacher and these might be these make make no sense at all but as i recall she said something like they can't even graph quadratic equations and i and i as a you know lifelong science teacher science enthusiast thought to myself well I've gotten pretty far in life, and I like to think I'm fairly successful in my career. And if you ask me right now to graph a quadratic equation, I probably couldn't. Um, So, like, I wouldn't tear your hair out about that. It, you know, like that might not be where to put your focus, you know, and, and, When I think about when you get out of school, the things that are useful to know in school because essentially you're going to be tested on them and you're going to be graded on them and those grades count for what school you're going to get into. I mean, I get it. It's all connected, right? But in the scope of your whole life, I tell you, you will look back on your school experience and you will not remember most of it and even when i i mean one day and that was part of when i was frustrated and i didn't know what to do and i ended up coming with this idea that i wrote down on sticky notes and i did little lessons in my classroom i did them every monday for every one of my classes i mean they were written on sticky notes you know but i sat there and i said oh my gosh i thought back i was teaching eighth graders at the time and i said what do i remember from eighth grade science and i remembered the name of my teacher i remembered what my classroom looked like and i could not attribute another fact to oh yeah i learned that in eighth grade not one so now i'm sure that he taught me a bunch of science um some of which may no longer be true because you know the whole pluto question planet not a planet planetoid who knows um, but you know, I, I, when I realized that I said, I, when everybody's so worried about the curriculum, they need to step back, look at the big picture and say, but what else? Because it's not just, you know, let's get through this material so that we can get to the finish line in June. That's not really what a lifelong education is about. It's what a formal education is about, and I don't think it serves everybody equally. Does my physics class serve you if you're going to go work for NASA, or you're going to be a physicist, or um, you know you're going to be an engineer? Sure, absolutely, it does. But if you're not going to be those things, I don't I don't know if it serves you if you're going to be a poet, if you're going to be uh, a fiction writer. If you're going to be um, an artist, if you're going to be an accountant, like I don't think it I don't think it's that helpful. And as long as I kept that in mind, i I always knew that my impact as a teacher was more about getting them to solve problems and think than it was retaining specific information. Right? So now here's my, and now here's my personal story. This is both of my, this happened to both of my children and they were, uh, they were athletes, both of them, my daughter field hockey player and my son soccer team. And, um, my son, I'm trying to think of what year it was. It might've been his his junior year of high school he had played soccer for a couple of years it, it could have been his senior year i i don't recall um but he always looked forward he looked forward to triple sessions in the summer and he looked forward to soccer practice and he looked forward to games and you know is my uniform clean and he always had his shin guard and he was good to go until suddenly it was I really you could just tell his heart wasn't in it. He wasn't playing like his heart was in it. Um, He felt obligated. And then the coach, I mean, it, it showed up in his playing and the coach put him on second string and put somebody else in his position. And at that point, he recognized this, you know, like everything has a time span and this might have expired. Right. And so, therefore, maybe I am better off handing in my uniform and using my time for something that I love rather than feeling obligated to do something that is no longer bringing me joy. And the timing isn't always perfect. You don't always know this at the start of a season. So, he was. I, I don't even know maybe a third of the way into the season and he was just kind of like I'm out you know like this is getting harder and harder to go to every day I'm not enjoying it and he started he just started making excuses like he's trying to explain to me I guess he thought maybe he thought I was going to give him a hard time about it but he start you know the coach this and the other players that and you know blah 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 and I said oh just if you're if this time is not serving you well cuz you have to make your time serve you right this isn't this isn't prison where you're serving time your time should be serving you you should be getting the most out of your time for the effort you invest in it and if it's not serving you and you don't want to be there and it's optional right it's not like you it's not like math class you got to show up right if it's optional then find something else to invest your effort and time in. And similarly, my daughter, field hockey player, her senior year, I thought, oh, this is great. You know, she's going to be on varsity. I was a field hockey player. I loved, I love the game. I love watching it. So I was always really, you know, I was enthusiastic to go to all their sports games, but, um, she looks at me one day and it was summer. It was before the season had actually started and they were doing the double or triple sessions or whatever they do in the summertime to get ready for the season. And she's, sta- I'll never forget, she's standing in the garage. She picks up her gear bag. So she's got a couple of field hockey sticks, a couple of balls, shin guards, mouth guard, you know, whatever else is in there. Who knew? Water bottle. She says, Mom, this bag gets heavier every day and i was like oh she says yeah i just i just don't want to go and then she started telling me about um you know she was being surrounded by girls who were kind of mean girls like they kind of had real um attitude Uh, negative attitude and and there was a lot of trash talk and they were belittling some of the players that weren't as highly skilled as they were now my daughter you know she was first string she was she was an athlete like she could play and but she would never say to somebody who couldn't run as fast as her or who couldn't hit the ball as hard as she could or who couldn't score a goal like she could she would never make them feel less about that but she was surrounded by people who did. And she was, uh, you know, she brought it to the coach's attention. The coach pretty much ignored her, never said a word, didn't address it. And she said, this bag just gets heavier every day. And I said, well, anytime you wanna put it down, you don't have to carry that bag. So for me, it was a disappointment. I love the game. I love to watch her play, but in the end, She ended up getting a part-time job after school and, you know, she appreciated that job so much. She earned enough money to buy herself a car before her 17th birthday. And she then her, 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 whole attitude changed her demeanor changed because she was investing her energy and time into something that was making her life better instead of feeling obligated. And I, you know, I watched the parents. Um, cause like, I mean, I coached field hockey, I officiated field hockey, I played field hockey and I would, over time, you know, you watch these parents who are living through their kids sports, you know, like, oh, my dad was a baseball player. So now I'm playing baseball and, you know, he's always, uh, the one on the sidelines who's got comments to say, or who says stuff to the, uh, to the umpires or the officials, the referees, whatever sport you're on and whatever officials you have on the field. And the kid feels obligated to play that for somebody else. When you know, and I've had students, you know, some of my students came to me, it's like their heart just wasn't in it. And and I, you know, they'd complain, oh, I gotta go to lacrosse practice today. Well, you know, I played a sport. I played for seven years, all three years of middle school, four years of high school, intramurals in college. I loved it. I never complained about going to practice. I never complained about having to run a mile before we even started practice. I never because I loved it. But when they would complain, I'd say, Well, what else could you be doing with your time? Because if you hate going there, stop investing your energy in something that is not paying you back a return. So those are my those are my two stories.
0: Thank you, Ms. Larson, for your insightful thoughts in this in the second part of the three-part series with Ms. Claude Larson. For our listeners, make sure to stay tuned for part three, which will be released in the coming days. Also, make sure to stay tuned for our future episodes. Thank you, everyone, and see you next time.
3: High School Not So Much A Musical is hosted by Ayush Agarwal and Nitin Jaladanki. Narration by Samhit Padala. Music from Louis Luang Relaxation Cafe Tune Pocket and Infraction. If you like the show, please recommend it to your friends and family. Thank you for listening and see you next time.